Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. There's no mail out here on the range. Thank God for the Pony Express. We still have that, right? It's high noon for Thursday, September 24th, 2020. And holy moly, there's so much going on. Uh, this story just came out, so I haven't uh, fully reviewed it, but it's worth looking into and it's worth you all having a look at. The Department of Justice has um, reported that they have already located nine military Trump ballots in Pennsylvania that were thrown out. That's great. Just great. Um, it's crazy to me that the party that spent five months trying to institute universal mail-in balloting everywhere had two of its most, uh, prominent members and by prominent, I mean, you know, publicly out there constantly talking about everything, Hillary Clinton and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. This weekend, both of them began tweeting about how they were going to vote early and in person. So the party that has been telling us for five months that there is absolutely no problem with universal mail-in balloting and pushed hard for it and prevented the nation from getting a coronavirus relief package, that party has decided that universal mail-in balloting is a bad idea. They're trying to change what people are doing. They want them to vote early. Why? Because who knows what could happen in the next five weeks, right? Who knows? Joe Biden might not still be the nominee for fuck's sake. And I'm not positing that that's what's going to happen. But to deny that as a possibility is insane. Um, they want you to go vote early and in person. 
at the same time. They are extending the deadlines for states to be able to take ballots. Now, hopefully that stuff will be all reversed in federal courts because it should be. There is no reason, no reason to change how elections are run because of coronavirus or because the Democrats think this is more fair. Disenfranchisement means someone is not allowed the opportunity to vote. It does not mean that people who didn't vote properly can still get their ballots turned in two months later. And the worst part of this is, is that the rule is that the ballots are postmarked by election day, postmarked, which means they have gone through a post office. At the same time, we have all of these little uh, ballot boxes, ballot kiosks popping up all over California where you are supposed to return your mail-in ballot. What happens there? Are postal workers picking them up? If that's the case, I would love to hear it. Haven't heard that yet. And if that's the case, maybe this isn't valid and maybe I'm just worrying for no reason and that's fine. But if that's not what happens, then what we have is a collection of ballots that will not be postmarked, but they will all be handled by state officials in democratic states with democratic governors, democratic secretaries of state. This is not how to run a healthy election. And it's really disappointing to see like really brilliant people like Andrew Sullivan, for instance, now flipping out because Donald Trump is mentioning this obvious manipulation. And of course, then they're adding on that he will not commit to a peaceful transition of power. He was asked yesterday in a press conference whether he would do that. Now, implicit in the question is that he will lose and thus there will be a transition of power. So Trump, of course, is going to reject the premise of that question out of hand. Like that's just his starting point. And he said, I don't believe that there, that we will need a transition of power because he knows he's going to win. And so do the Democrats. That's why this is happening. The polls do not matter. Look at the actions of the two campaigns. Look at what they're doing. Look at, look at how they're, trying to drive up voter registration, paying off fines and fees for convicted felons so that they can vote. Convicted and released, by the way, but they're supposed to complete parole before that. So now they're just paying for people to become Democratic voters. And, you know, it's, it's crazy to me because people think that that's bullshit and that they're just trying to uh, expand the process or, you know, whatever they call it to try to make sure that these poor put-upon felons have the ability to still vote because it would be wrong to take their voting rights away. I can, I can be fine with that argument. Of course, what do they then imply immediately after that those felons are poor and black and not that they might be 
hardened criminals of any race. Note, they call it a race issue and say that it's voter suppression. And you know what that means. So this is a text that an actual friend of mine got a couple nights ago. Hi, this is Jody with Florida Rights Restoration Campaign. We're teaming up with LeBron James to break down barriers to voting for folks with felony convictions. Do you know anyone that needs their fines and fees paid off so they can vote? What more do you need to know? And isn't that funny? They said LeBron James. Who else said LeBron James was doing stuff exactly like this two months ago? That was me. It is not okay for everyone to deny that this stuff is happening because they are unable to connect these things to a larger picture. They are all connected. None of this is an accident. LeBron James is working with Rock the Vote. Rock the Vote is a Democratic get out the vote initiative. It is not nonpartisan. It is not about getting new people registered. Although I'm sure that they will want to do that. And while they're registering those people, they're probably saying to them, hey, why don't you uh, sign up for a, a mail-in ballot? Why don't you put yourself on the permanent mail-in ballot list? Or we'll just do it for you, but let's do that. And then don't worry if you weren't going to vote or if you forgot. We'll come to your house and we'll get your ballot. Because we have ballot harvesters. Does that exist? Yes, it does. And if you have any trouble filling your ballot out, our ballot harvesters can tell you exactly why you need to vote for Democrats. That's corruption. If it's somehow legal, that's a problem, but fine. Anyone can do it, I guess. But there is no moral justification for this. And there is no argument to be made that this is for the good of the country. It's not. It's crazy. The Florida Attorney General has opened an investigation into Michael Bloomberg, which I imagine will eventually include LeBron James, and it should. But then what happens when someone goes after poor LeBron and then LeBron starts tweeting, and now it's racist to protect elections? That's where we are. It's unbelievable. So last night, uh, the country, many of the cities in it, was on fire again because that's what we do when uh, there are newsworthy justifications for setting the country on fire. And, of course, the news provided one of those yesterday with their coverage of the Breonna Taylor decision, which I discussed on yesterday's podcast. There is a completely false narrative that has been fully adopted by one side of the political spectrum about what has happened in these cases. Did the cops go to the wrong door? No, they didn't. Did they execute a no-knock warrant? No, they didn't. They knocked and yelled police and that they had a warrant. 
they came into the apartment. Was Brianna Taylor asleep? No, she wasn't. She and her boyfriend got up and put clothes on. So they didn't know it was the police. That is what people are saying. And that her boyfriend was well within his rights to come out shooting based on the fact that he believed it was an intruder. But did he believe it was any intruder? No, he didn't. He believed that it was a man named Jamarcus Glover. Now, if he knew who was busting down his door and he was prepared to shoot that man, what does that say about their relationship and what they were all involved with? If I knew my buddy Steve was coming by, and I thought I needed a gun to greet him, that would tell me that some fucked up shit is happening in my life. You can read the police reports. Brianna Taylor is not some unsuspecting bystander. Yes, it is sad that she was killed. She was not the one shooting. But the rest of the story is dead fucking wrong and they are using it to justify heinous violence. Okay? There is no justification for what is happening now and it is not about black lives. Yesterday, as the protests began, the protests, the very peaceful protests began in Louisville, a U-Haul pulled up with shields and signs and other supplies for the rioters. Now, did the U-Haul get filled spontaneously as the statement from the attorney general was being read? No. So was the riot planned? Yes. Cops were getting shot last night. It has become very, very annoying for me to see friends and other followers and internet trolls try to say that Democrats overall are not responsible for this. They are. The entire Democratic Party is responsible. When you post false information to spawn a race war on your Instagram because you are too lazy or too stupid to find out what happened in the actual case. You are a part of it. You are responsible. The violence is your doing. There is no separation from what those rioters are doing and what you are promoting, okay? They are the ones executing the violence. You are the one justifying it. And that includes Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, whose Sunrise Movement is intimately involved with this. 
These riots and protests are well-funded. These are not spontaneous gatherings that turn violent. They are violence under the guise of helping black people. How is that not incredibly insulting? First off, most black people don't need your goddamn help because they are responsible, capable citizens who are trying to have a nice American life. That should be all that matters unless you are a racist, which is what the Democrat Party is a collection of racists who hide it better. They are communists who know that communism wouldn't fly in America. So they're going to try to smuggle it in under the guise of helping poor minorities because white racists in the Democrat party believe that minorities are not capable of helping themselves. It's disgusting. What happened to Breonna Taylor is tragic. That doesn't mean a crime was committed or that there is someone out there that can and should be punished for it. Bad things happen. It is such a weird mindset and a weird morality on the left to think that every societal ill requires a violent response. They don't even know what happened. Why don't they know what happened? Because they don't fucking care. They are happier to believe what they are told by really, really dumb celebrities and really, really dumb media figures and really, really dumb friends on social media. That's enough for them because they have been conditioned to believe that questioning that narrative is in itself racist. That is how you take ideology and destroy people's minds with it. And that is exactly what's happened. And these people should be embarrassed for themselves. I posted a video of Biden yesterday. I reposted it today because uh, it's, an, it's a clip of an interview with Axios, which I imagine will come out on Sunday. These are, this is the same news organization that you know Jonathan Swan really gave the president a hard interview, even though he didn't know anything about multiple issues he discussed, including COVID and mail-in voting. But the reporter asked Joe Biden about Hunter Biden's corrupt dealings with foreign nations while Joe Biden was president and Hunter was leveraging Joe Biden's political position for the financial gain of the Biden family. And Joe Biden essentially said that that subject was off limits and off the table because everybody knows that Hunter did nothing wrong. I don't know that. Do you know that? Who does know that, Joe? Who makes up that everyone? That everyone who you've told Hunter did nothing wrong. 
or the everyone who knows that it was really Trump who was corrupt in Ukraine by investigating the Biden corruption in Ukraine. And you know that they must be right because they went to the, you know, they went all the way to impeachment over it. So they must be right. Or you could just watch the impeachment and know how ridiculous it is. Biden is a fool and his campaign are fools. His response, this campaign decided response. Of course, they filter this stuff through. They talk about messaging. The messaging is, is that Joe Biden will not allow his family to be involved in international business while he is president because of what has happened in this administration. You can watch the video. It is what he says. Did I get every word right? No. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play it for you. Here goes. Facing serious corruption charges. You were the vice president running point on Ukraine. The average Joe hears that and says, that sounds fishy. What's your understanding of what your son was doing for an extraordinary amount of money? I don't know what he was doing. I know he was on the board. I found out he was on the board after he was on the board. And that was it. And there's nobody. Well, you've had a lot of time. Isn't this something you want to get to the bottom of? No, because I trust my son. But that doesn't pass the smell test. Like when you're vice president, isn't there a higher standard? Don't you need to know what's happening with your family? Don't you need to put down some guardrails? Unless there was something that was uh, there was something on his face that was wrong. There's nothing on his face that was wrong. So look, if you want to talk about problems, you know, let's talk about Trump's family. I mean, come on. This is. So, <laughs> These so, guys are amazing. So you think that everything that happened was kosher? You know there's not one single bit of evidence, not one little tiny bit, to suggest anything done was wrong. You know that. But you keep asking me these questions. It's okay. He, you, know, you're, you're, you know, you're doing what you have to do. But I'm not worried about it. Look, the American public knows me. Last one on this. Uh, say you're elected. You're in office. What guardrails would you have to be sure that your son, your brother Jimmy, doesn't uh, do anything to trade on the family name? They will not be engaged in any foreign business because of what's happened in this administration. No one's going to be seeking patents for things from China. No one's going to be engaged in that kind of thing. So no foreign business for your relatives in office. So there we go. Uh... That's insane. So the, the answer to the question, what are the guardrails going to be to ensure that more stuff like this doesn't happen? And Joe Biden says, I'm not going to have my family involved in international business because of what's happened in this administration. Now, the implication there is that it was fine before we realized how bad Trump is. And everybody knows. Come on, man. You know me. Look. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Donald Trump 
was under investigation for three years and then an impeachment. His entire first term was taken up by that nonsense until COVID. The timing was impeccable. An entire presidency. They tried to overturn it by investigating shit that there was no proof of even after two years of investigation by Robert Mueller. And now this thing comes out legitimate abuse of power and corruption and nepotism. And Joe Biden doesn't have to answer for it at all. And he blames it on Trump. This shouldn't be acceptable to anybody. One more thing about this uh, uh, peaceful transition of power thing from the press conference, because I forgot to say it. I got sidetracked, but I don't want to forget. So the very astute, very serious, very academic commentariat immediately took up on how dangerous this was and how Trump's saying it right out in the open. Oh, my God. He's saying there won't be a peaceful transition of power. No, no, that's not what he's saying. Trump took the question as. Will there be a peaceful transfer of power? Not will you. Cause a war if you lose. And that's how people are acting like the question was posed. It wasn't. Will there be a peaceful transition of power? He said, well, we'll see. That doesn't mean that he's going to whip out the army. It doesn't mean he's going to cheat. And the Supreme Court nomination is not proof of that. If it goes to the Supreme Court, that's because Democrats are contesting the election and Democrats are waiting for mail-in votes and Democrats are trying to create confusion. And the social media companies are complicit in that. They have said that they will make it impossible for people to talk about who the real winner was after the election. So people can't go around saying that Trump actually won, that this and that in the voting process were fraudulent or illegal or messed up. Hillary has said that Joe shouldn't concede no matter what. They're extending the dates to accept ballots. They have done the same thing in local elections across the country. Why would anyone think that they are not capable of doing it in the presidential election? They are planning to do it, and they tell you that. Donald Trump has not described any scenario where he intends to go outside the law or try to hold on to power that the people have not given him. None. There's no indication. He often talks about how nice his life was before, and it was. Why would anyone subject themselves to the treatment that he gets? 
from the same people who used to kiss his ass for his entire life. Why would he subject himself to that unless he actually cared? And the whole thing is disgusting and stupid. It's not just bad. And it's not just a lack of information. This is malicious. These people and God, I love Andrew Sullivan and it, it, it pains me to to insult what he's doing. But what he's doing is terrible because the only way you can believe the things that he is saying is to have already accepted the narrative about who Trump is from the same people that you know are lying to you all the time. Because all of these commentators, they talk about how things are messed up in the media. They talk about how things are messed up in academia. They talk about tech trying to control you. They talk about corporate influence. They talk about the political parties. But no, on COVID and on President Trump's personality, all of those things are united in truth. All of them are telling you the truth about COVID and about Donald Trump's personality. They nailed those. Just the two most important subjects. They're honest about those ones, but not the rest. That is what smart people, air quotes, are telling you. And this, again, is just an example of totally denatured intelligence. Their brains have the ability to process these ideas, but the people themselves are so detached that they no longer are able to view reality. If your friend is a liar all the time, well, first off, you shouldn't be friends with that person, but if you know a pathological liar. Would you trust them when they tell you something crucially important? And if your answer is yes, you're a fucking dummy. Sorry. That's how it goes. Sorry, Andrew Sullivan. You don't get to be in the club anymore. These people are burning down a lifetime of work and good writing and clear-headed observation of society and social critique. They are destroying all of it to preserve two narratives which are simultaneously destroying the country that made them rich and prominent in the first place. Like, I can forgive LeBron James. He's a stupid guy. If you don't believe me, watch the little interview he did where he's talking about how he's reading the autobiography of Malcolm X, which he is quite clearly not reading. And you can tell from the interview and you can tell from how he acts. You don't get to be in the club anymore. That is the same degree of stupidity by which every other bit of stupidity in the world should be judged. I live in Los Angeles. If I wanted to go to San Diego and I started driving north, you'd be like, hey, that's a stupid guy. And my friends would be like, no, 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 no. Trust me, he's, he's really smart. Well, then why is he going north? 
morons. All right, the other thing that I forgot to talk about yesterday, and I can't believe I did it. You know, I have this thing as a writer and just in life where I think I'm going to remember everything because I'm pretty good at memorization and like this is just what I do. I'm used to it. Uh, I know it's a bad habit. I'm stupid about it. Apologies to myself more than any of you. But uh, yeah, I forget stuff sometimes because I don't write it down. So what I try to do every day is when I have one of these ideas I want to make sure to talk about, I'll like put it in my little Apple Notes app. And uh, sometimes I think this is such a good idea that there's no way I'm going to forget it. And that is when I forget. So anyway, I want to talk about uh, Rand Paul and Anthony Fauci at the hearing yesterday. And now I feel like I did talk about it, but I don't care because I'm going to talk about it again. Because, uh, well, first of all, let me mention that Rand Paul is responsible for the bill for no-knock warrants. That's a Republican libertarian who did that by himself because he thinks it's right. Not because rioters went and burned shit down. That has a more positive effect toward the cause that they say thereafter than literally anything that Black Lives Matter has ever done, ever, literally ever. No one can name a Black Lives Matter accomplishment because they have zero, because no one knows what they do. They are grassroots organizers for stealing elections in election years. That's why they existed in 2016 and why they exist now. Let's stop fucking lying to everybody. All right, but Rand Paul is taking on Dr. Fauci in this hearing, and he's coming after him in a way that I would. In fact, he makes all the arguments that I have been making for six months. And Anthony Fauci lies in response, tries to decredential Rand Paul in response, and tries to make his questions look unjustified. But, he's, but Rand Paul says it actually does matter because you've been out there saying that Andrew Cuomo followed your instructions to a T. You worked with him personally, yet New York has the highest death rate in the world. They do. New Jersey does. New York and New Jersey. Connecticut, Rhode Island, Democratic states, all of them did terribly. Sweden did nothing. Sweden did way better. Fauci answered that by saying, well, yeah, but Sweden did worse than its Nordic neighbors. What? Anyone who thinks that that is a valid argument is a goddamn moron and very well may be racist because that is what they always do. The socialists with that part of the world, they take those little countries, those predominantly white European nations who, by the way, aren't socialist. But they say that those are always the good examples. It's never Venezuela. It's always the Nordic countries and Denmark. What's the connection? We know that they did well because they're white like us. It's insane. And by the way, this isn't some new theory I've concocted. I've talked about this before. The only reason... Why the Democratic Socialists, a.k.a. Socialists, a.k.a. Communists, a.k.a. Bernie Sanders, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Kamala Harris, Gavin Newsom, Nancy Pelosi, all of them, 
Black Lives Matter, Antifa, all of them are ushering in a communist state. And it doesn't look like one because right now what they are is corporatists. So you think, oh, that has to be opposed to the communism that they're trying to bring in. But it isn't. Because communism is always communism for the people. It's not communism for the people in power. If it was communism down the line, there wouldn't be any people in power. Of course, there have to be, because then the whole thing would be out of control. And so really, it's just a trust system. So you trust Facebook, you trust Mark Zuckerberg, you trust Jeff Bezos, you trust Jack Dorsey, you trust Bill Gates. You trust Steve Jobs' widow, Laureen Powell, who bought The Atlantic and bought Axios. Those are the two very serious centrist outlets. God damn it, I left my phone on. Those are the two very centrist, very serious centrist outlets that everybody feels very confident in sharing because they're very responsible. They're also both owned by the same person, a person who is a massive donor to far left causes and organizations. This isn't conspiracy. It's real. Okay. You can find this in open source information. That's why in controlled demolition, for instance, I spent so much time explaining where stuff came from and on the date it came out so that you can go back and look for it yourself. None of this is secret hidden information. None of it. Rand Paul took Anthony Fauci to the fucking cleaners and then WAPO posted on Instagram a half version of it, a three-minute long version. It was uh, over seven minutes. You can check my math. It's even a little less than half. A friend of mine who I, who I really, really do love and respect, but she is not uh, a good observer of politics and news. And she will admit that she hates Trump, okay? So there's no reason to take this seriously. But the Washington Post and then her repost were both with the intention of making Anthony Fauci look like the serious one against the dumb Republican from Kentucky. But Rand Paul is right on every single one of his facts, and that is all that matters. He was also right in his tone. Watch the video. See who you think is telling the truth and see who is measuring their statements going against things that they have said prior. Anthony Fauci is that person. And the funny part is that the other half of the narrative that I have consistently been telling you for six months about the coronavirus was spoken by Scott Atlas after Donald Trump left the press conference yesterday in the exact same terms that I have used. 
the exact same reasoning and the exact same arguments. And he says quite clearly to a reporter, a reporter says, well, you know, this, the science just doesn't indicate that that's true. He's telling a guy a thousand times smarter than him what the science says. And Scott Atlas very clearly says what the science says and then rattles off a list of world-renowned experts who agree with him. Just like I said, I wasn't pulling my information from memes or from my ass. That's what the lockdown side was doing because there is no scientific reason to institute lockdowns and there is no scientific reason to institute mask mandates. As Rand Paul says, those mitigations have not been proven to work anywhere in the world. Nowhere, zero places. And then Fauci went on to, de to deny the existence of T-cell immunity, which he has attested to before. Scott Atlas is a godsend. The guy is a, an American hero. So, by the way, is Bill Barr, and so is Richard Grinnell. If you want to know what's going on, watch all the YouTubes those guys have made for the last six months. All their tweets, all their videos. Every single one of them knows exactly what is going on. And they are straightforward about saying it. It is getting past the point where we can just sit idly by while people continue to fill their heads with this nonsense. So share what you are comfortable with sharing. If someone gets mad, blame it on me. Guys, please follow the show at I'm Your Moderator on Instagram and Twitter. I'm your moderator.substack.com if you want to support the show or you want to read the writing. There will be more stuff up there soon. And if you listen on iTunes, please give me a rating on iTunes. Did I sound like a, a, a proper radio DJ right there? Maybe not. Who cares? I'm not one. I will be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Listen to more hopes fall. Goodbye. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and give it a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. So new listeners can take your word for it. You can follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I'm your moderator. If you have feedback, you can email heymoderator at I'mYourModerator.com or use the hashtag HeyModerator on Twitter. If you'd like to support the show, search Be Reasonable on Patreon, where I'll have additional daily-ish segments in a special podcast feed of the show, as well as my writing and audio readings of those articles. You can also go to anchor.fm slash be reasonable and become a supporter there. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Be reasonable. Moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, 
and Gab at I'm Your Moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm Your Moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!